We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday... Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Yesterday, Cliff Sora shared a top 10 list of hot fusion restaurants, a vegan gluten-free mashup recipe, and a podcast featuring organic food trends. Oh, TMI, I, too much internet information. That's oversharing. Cliff, Geico has something worth sharing with your friends. Like how on geico.com you could save hundreds on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim. Gluten-free info that's easy to swallow. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Football Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOWIRE when you deposit for a free contest entry today. It's Wednesday, December 9th, 2015. Multimedia sports personality Joe Bartle here, joined by ROTOWIRE's own Mike Doria. Hey Joe, how's it going, man? 
I'm doing great. I'm having a really good day today. That's awesome. That's awesome. Are you? Do you have some like fantasy justification for such a good attitude? Like teams doing well, going into the playoffs, winning money. What's what's well? What's yeah, up? I, I do have a few teams that are doing pretty well in the playoffs, I guess. Uh, but I have a huge matchup this week in my favorite league that we'll get to in a little bit, I guess. But uh, I'm against the girlfriend actually. In the first round of the playoffs. That's win-win, lose-lose, win. Uh, it definitely yeah, feels like a lose-lose situation yeah, to me. Yeah, well, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yes, and speaking of that, we're on to the fantasy playoffs for just about everyone. We talked a little bit about your fantasy playoffs last week. Are you set for any for sure spots? Uh, looks like uh, four out of five leagues. I have a chance to win some money or some pride or both, so that's pretty good. And About the only league that I did really badly in was uh, – a league that that I competed against a lot of RotoWire part timers and interns. So we have a good staff here. We do. We do. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you know gone are the days when I when I played just for you know the ability to trash talk some friends. There's actually some uh, you know a little bit of a payoff here at the end of the year. So uh, and I hope that that's the case for a lot of our our users uh, in their season long leagues. And if not, there's always the daily angle. Do you find you're more invested in leagues when there's actual money on the line rather than breaking rights and trash talking? A little bit of both, but uh, you know my my home league, the uh, the, the trash talking league, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better uh, way of putting it, there's still a couple hundred bucks at stake, so it's it's not insignificant. So uh, you know it's it's a it's a it's a nice little jolt, and uh, we have a trophy, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, the trophy's uh, the way to go. Yeah, trophies are very cool. I mean, <laughs> I would almost rather have a trophy that I could, you know, proudly display at home than than some modest amount of cash that that disappears uh, almost you know, instantly because it's yeah. Christmas time. I know right. what you mean. It just goes the, to the bills, but but that bowl, that Hollywood bowl, that that you win in my home league, uh, you know, sits on the mantle for for the for a year for whoever wins it. Oh, those traveling trophies are the best. I mean, that's something that our league does, and. Uh, that's what we're fighting for. That's what I, I just want my name in that traveling trophy. That's what yeah, we're going for. Yeah, and and now that uh, we have Facebook and the internet and the, and the Twitter, the Twitter thing there, you can post it and uh, you know get the social media attention. Not just uh, it's not just you staring at a, a trophy. That's true. And you know, speaking of the Twitter thing, last week we switched up the format a bit, and it seemed to be well received by the audience. So we'll stick to that format for the foreseeable future, except for one minor change. I finally decided to join the Twitter universe, and I figured it was about time that we had our listeners chime into the podcast as well. So we'll include a few of the audience's questions throughout the show from here on out. Just tweet me at capital JBF, fantasy, capital S, sports, and we'll answer your questions on air. How excited are you to get feedback, Mike? Always excited (laughs) to get feedback. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm not not the biggest Twitter guy. I mean, my my Twitter icon is, is... portrait of an egg i think it is but uh <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful picture of you <laughs> yes but uh yeah you know get out there tweet i mean it's it's one way of uh you know directly interacting with us uh with uh with some questions about your fantasy teams and um and yeah and uh I, i'm thinking that uh, i think i should revive the uh the swag request uh, line here as the holidays approach. Uh, You're going to have to remind it, me what that is. It, it didn't really work that well with uh, Nick Whalen, who preceded Joe as the uh, Wednesday uh, lead host here on, on, the, on the Wednesday Injury Podcast. Unfortunately, he's a Jaguars fan, <laughs> so I figured there, was, there would be like a decent chance that there would be some people not only willing to, but like 
anxious to get rid of Jaguar stuff and perhaps send it Nick's way here at Rotowire. So we let everybody know that he was a Jaguars fan, size medium, you know, send any Jags swag, you know, jerseys, T-shirts, the pennants, terrible towels, not-so-terrible towels. Well, we didn't get anything. So I issue a challenge. Joe Bartle, multimedia sports personality, <laughs> Green Bay Packers fan, size? Probably more size large than a size medium. All right. So if you have any extra Packers stuff laying around, send it to Rotowire. You can uh, look up the address um, on the website, and uh, it will be well-received. I'll, I'll proudly wear and post a picture of whatever sent to me on Twitter, and you guys can go ahead and make fun of me or compliment me on how I'm looking on the, see, that stuff. See, that's the ticket. Post it on the Internet so that you know, like, people, people see the, the results of their generosity. I am, I am a huge fan of making a fool of myself. All the time, so I don't care what it is. That's yeah, we don't want to stop that. So <laughs> we're going to encourage it. Yeah, we're going to encourage and it. Hopefully, uh, you know, through some of uh, Joe's um, musings on on the air, uh, some of our users will have maybe benefited. Uh, and uh, you know, it's just a way of saying thanks, Joe, for uh, being a really good multimedia sports personality. I always like the compliments. That's nice. Well, uh, with that new change in our Twitter stuff here, we're going to actually answer a question right away. All this right. comes from, or this comes to us from William Ruffing. I think he's a Wisconsin guy, if I was looking at the Twitter correctly. With fantasy playoffs starting, should I look to upgrade my defense? I currently have the Packers. The Jets, Eagles, and Houston are all available. Well, well you know, you, you. you always want to, um, you know, take a look at that, especially with the matchups, especially uh, with Team D's. Um, I mean, it's really hard to like pick more than a you know a few so so called elite teams uh, you know in, in the team D stratosphere there. But uh, I took a quick look at that, um, and I'm not really seeing a compelling reason to drop the Packers. I think out of those four teams this week, the Packers probably have the best matchup. And then looking looking deeper, you know, you don't you don't want to look too far ahead because there's a lot of variables in play. Uh, out of those two teams, I mean, the, what do you think about your Packers matchup this week, Joe? I think that they're a good team uh, as far, and they have been a pretty good defense all no, no, year. The, uh, yeah, they're playing Dallas, right? Yeah, well, I, with Matt Castle, I think that anything's in play for defense. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, uh, that's normally you know the the, the full the full uh, Dallas arsenal of you know led by Romo and a, and a healthy Des Bryant. Um, that would be. A, you know, much more daunting matchup than uh, the Matt Castle-led Cowboys. So It's true. Well, and you also look at the Jets. They might be without Darrell Revis again, and the Eagles have been so hit or miss. I know they are great last week against your yep. Patriots, but they hadn't been previously, and Houston's and, going against New England this yeah, week. Yeah, Houston's, you know, essentially a one-man wrecking crew, and they, they had gone on a really, really nice run there until uh, they met, uh, you know, Almost said the Sabers, <laughs> uh, well, the yeah. uh, the Bills Locky this week, reference. and uh, you know I'm not saying that their their one subpar defensive effort um, is enough to knock them down too much, but I I do really think that the Patriots, despite all their issues, are going to find a way to bounce back this week, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't like uh, you know say that the Patriots are such a sinking ship that they are suddenly a team that you want to like play the defense that's that's going against them. I, I, I don't bet against Tom Brady, and uh, and that's not just because I'm a Patriots fan. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. It sounds like we're both on board with the Packers' defense in this suggestion here. Yeah, but uh, generally generally speaking, you, you really need to check it on a week, week-to-week basis. 
uh, based on the matchups, you know, the injuries and all that stuff. And uh, I mean, that's that's one reason why why people generally uh, discourage the early or aggressive drafting of defenses in in most leagues because it is so matchup injury and, and other variables based that it's really hard to you know necessarily peg preseason which defenses are going to be the best at least in terms of fantasy well there you go that's the first question that we answered on the podcast uh we'll have to put will or something in the hall of fame for us this is this is a monumental occasion that just happened um but go ahead and tweet at jb fantasy sports and we can get to more of your questions next week i know we have at least one more on the docket but we'll go ahead and move on right now it was relatively a calm week on the injury front, uh, so we'll rehash some of the bigger lingering injury issues that could have an impact on your fantasy season, starting with Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram was placed on uh, injured reserve Wednesday due to a shoulder injury. Ingram actually was the fourth highest scoring running back this year, according to ESPN standard scoring. I was surprised to see that. So who will replace the former Heisman Trophy winner, Mike? Well, I mean, that is pretty big news, Joe. I mean, at this, at this stage of the year... Um Generally, there's not a lot laying around on the waiver wire, especially in the running running back department. And a lot of the time, even the good backups are are, are taken. Um, you know, looking around a few of my leagues, there there's there's a lot of people who haven't given up uh, hope on C.J. Spiller yet. So uh, he wasn't really floating around. Uh, maybe maybe in a couple leagues, uh, the the shallower ones. But uh, Tim Hightower, <laughs> uh, who just had one carry last week, but. Uh, it seems like there's a decent chance that it's going to be a committee in which Hightower is sort of the early down guy and Spiller the passing back. So Hightower's value has gone from like zero to something, you know, yeah. due to uh, Mark Ingram's injury. And uh, depending on your format, um, you know, he's definitely worth a play just to see how that pans out because uh, chances are he's laying around on the waiver wire and in, in, in the you know, most if not all leagues. Uh, in terms of daily, I wouldn't aggressively target him. I mean, it, it, he will probably have a very low price tag, but uh, I kind of want to see what happens in terms of the breakdown in in, in, um, in week 14 before a real determination is made. But at least uh, anyone who's scrambling for running back help should, uh, you know, roster Hightower if they can, if they can, uh, you know, pick him up on waivers or, or you know, throw in a, a, a significant but not all-in uh, fab bid. Yeah, I mean, chances are if you owned Ingram, you're probably close to the playoffs. I think he was good value this year, so Hightower could make sense as far as a pickup. I would rather go with someone like David Johnson, who was stellar last well, week. Well, yeah. I but mean, he, I think that's gone by this point. Yeah, he's yeah, he's long gone. I mean, uh, he, was, he was probably rostered in, um, in almost every league before the opportunity came about due to Chris Johnson and Andre Ellington's uh, injuries, whereas Hightower is just a completely out-of-nowhere situation. Well, so. you know, in a few of the leagues I was in, I'd say most of them actually, David Johnson wasn't picked up, and it's a situation where they're both essentially third- or fourth-string running backs. Now, I think David Johnson, because he was a rookie and a third-round pick, he had more potential people knew him more, but Hightower had some years where he was successful, wasn't he? Yeah, but, you know, a lot of injuries, bounced around the league. Um, but, you know, opportunity knocks. So despite the lack of buzz uh, surrounding Hightower entering the season, as opposed to David Johnson, well, he, he he is now someone to consider. But David Johnson's in a good situation, good offense. The guys that were ahead of him on the depth chart 
not playing. Chris Johnson is on the uh, the short-term IR, so essentially out for the year. Ellington is out this week, so uh, they're going to try to get uh, Johnson the ball, you know, 25 touches or so again this week. So he'll have the volume. He'll have the volume. That's right. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, he didn't practice Wednesday, uh, still at knee injury from last week, or the week before, I'm sorry. He wasn't able to play against the Eagles last week. Is he going to play this week? I do not think that the greatest player of all time. No, I, <laughs> I think that the, that uh, if we were talking about the Super Bowl here or you know an important playoff game, I think there would be a pretty solid chance that that Gronk would do whatever you know possible to get in the lineup and probably play. But I think that they're probably going to play it safe with him. They they, they have in the past when when um, you know it's been games of lesser importance. Um, you know that we were speaking of. I just think that there's not a whole lot of upside to rushing him back. There's more, there's more downside to rushing him back and putting him in a position where he could uh, aggravate that. So, I think he probably sits out this one one more week, and then next week it's probably getting more into the fifty fifty territory. Uh, I would I would imagine it's more seventy five twenty five against for now. I mean, Patriots aren't going to like write poems about his uh, <laughs> his week fourteen availability. You know clarifying it by friday you know because of their love of fantasy owners uh yeah so they'll right. probably you know I, I don't know if they'll um, i mean they they did rule them out by the end of the week last time so that that was kind uh and that'll probably happen again but still he's not officially ruled out just yet so you know m- worth monitoring at least we'll get to his backup scott chandler a little bit later in the show but for now cj anderson seemed to injure his ankle during last sunday's win over the chargers Hillman didn't practice as well on Wednesday. So what's going on with the Denver running game? Well, I mean, that's been a bit, bit of a committee the last, uh, last while there. Um, and they're both banged up. I, I get the idea that, that C.J. Anderson's uh, ankle issue is probably a little bit more problematic than Hillman's uh, foot injury. Hillman's expected to uh, practice in some capacity on Thursday, whereas Anderson is more in the day-to-day category, hopes he can play, uh, and Hillman is more in the, you know, probably going to play so definitely worth keeping an eye on, especially if somehow Anderson gets ruled out or is, ends up listed as doubtful by the end of the week. Suddenly, Ronnie Hillman, um, you know, could see extra touches. Even even Juwan Thompson, who uh, who uh, showed up and had had I think eight carries last week, could be uh, a real deep dart for those, <laughs> you know, looking for a, a looking for, to to toss the dart as long as Aaron Rodgers did and. In the uh, in the waning seconds of the uh, Packers win over the Lions, we'll get to that when we talk about the Packers matchup against the Cowboys later on. But that was a great throw. That is a rather large smile on your face there. That, <laughs> I said you, we'll as, talk about it later. As you replayed that uh, that moment, in I don't time. think you can't not smile if you're a Packer fan. You know, as as just a general football fan who who likes compelling stories and interesting comebacks and and you know all that excitement. That that was that was great. Uh, I. Not not sure I really agreed with that phantom face mask call, but nonsense, but, uh, hogwash. You know, <laughs> as the uh, the the NFL referee uh, talking head guy, uh, Blandino, I think is his name. Yeah, they change every uh, week. <laughs> no, I think I, I I don't think he changes every week, but uh, he <laughs> he put he I think he put forth the best po- you know positive spin on that is that you know, and I understand it, 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 it what it, at full speed. 
uh, that did look like a face mask. Uh, but you know, when, when upon review, it it really wasn't a face mask. It, it was just uh, his hand was around Rogers' head. Uh, Rogers fell, you know, like a soccer player. And uh, next thing you know, there's a penalty that uh, might have saved their season. You know, and I'm not in my head here the whole time we're talking. I agree. I'm a Packer fan. I want to be super homer about this and be like, yeah, that was that was a face mask. I don't care what you said. No, that, was, that wasn't the right call. But again, in full speed, that looked like it because yeah. Aaron really sold the, sold the penalty. So I don't blame the official for throwing the flag. Yeah, I don't blame Rodgers for trying to sell the penalty. Uh, I mean, it's if we can talk about the system, how it such a play should – you should really be able to review that just to just so that – you know, calls like that that are actually judgment calls made at full speed don't, uh, you know, change the outcome of the game. But it did, and uh, we're here in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> Not too many complaints from uh, the, the local crowd. But, uh, yeah, Detroit was on a bit of a run, and that's uh, that's derailed any real hopes of them um, pulling a miraculous comeback and sneaking into the playoffs. And let's just say I'm happy about that. Uh, Alan Hearns, he didn't play last week due to the concussion, but he practiced fully Wednesday. Uh, Alan Robinson played out of his mind against the Titans last week. Is it fair to say that Robinson's going to come back down to earth when Hearns makes it back in the lineup? I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that it's completely, you know, Robinson is putting together a great year, and uh, I think he's going to get his share of targets no matter what. Um, I mean, Hearns coming back into the mix this week, uh, it just it gives them a, a more dynamic, uh, reliable one-two punch there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think Allen Robinson coming down to earth is just more a, a, a case of guys can't go off week after week. Uh, then, you know, he's going to lose uh, lose out due to the impending return of Allen Hearns. But Allen Hearns, he was concussed last week, and he practiced fully today, Wednesday, and they don't even list the, uh, the concussion on the injury report now. Yeah, I saw that too. So uh, he's fully past that and looks good to go. And he's been a you know pretty reliable producer. And uh, in the unlikely event that somebody cut him loose, you know, because of the concussion, or you know, he he was carted off. It did not look good. Yeah. So the uh, the fact that he only missed one game is very uh, that's, that's that's good news for the Jags and for Alan Hearns. On to the games now. We have a Thursday night. Matchup, Minnesota Vikings travel to Arizona for an 825 Eastern time kickoff. Minnesota really has no injuries to worry about on the offensive side of the ball, and really the Cardinals don't either. John Brown, Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd are all probable. We discussed Ellington. He's already been ruled out. So I'll throw it to you here. Would you rather play someone like D'Angelo Williams or the aforementioned David Johnson? Well, I mean, that's that's a that's a tough uh, you know scenario to to uh, sort out there. It's the one I'm dealing with this week. Because they're both, (laughs) yeah, they're both, um, I don't know, in my mind this week, I think they're both probably top 10 running back plays. Um, They, I mean, D'Angelo had a great deal of volume week 13, and David Johnson had a good game. Yeah, there's the the excitement of the rookie. Um, I mean, I think they're both good plays, but if you're looking for the tiebreaker, I would say that the Vikings defense, very banged up, very, very banged up. We, you know, you said that they didn't have any major injuries on the offensive side offensive, of the bar. Yep. But uh, Linval Joseph, uh, Anthony Barr, uh, Al- Harrison Smith, I think, Her- yeah, too, and, injured and last they're, week. Uh, they're going to be hurting on that uh, on that end there, and I think uh, you know that that can only help David Johnson's uh, chances this week. Um, 
So, you know, buy a nose, but like that's more of a question for daily lineups because if you have those two guys, chances are, you know, they should just be in your lineup. I mean, find a flex spot. <laughs> yeah, normally I try to avoid the Thursday night slate just because there's so many people piling on, but I think David Johnson's almost a must play in a daily situation this time around. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely I, I like that, but uh, yeah, I'd have a hard time benching D'Angelo Williams. It's, it's I I'm right now it's D'Angelo in the lineup, but I feel like it's gonna be one of those tinkering things at the very end, and I don't know who I'm gonna play. Yeah. Uh, well, what, 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 who's the other running back? Adrian Peterson. Okay. Well, <laughs> even though he had a, a terrible uh, week 13, it you really it's tough I can't to take him it's out. It's tough to bench him. I mean, he he had a terrible matchup. Um, went off the week before, so yeah. I mean, the Cardinals are not the greatest matchup there. I mean, you you might. If you were like strictly going by the cold hard numbers, you might you might look at him and say, ah, oh, you know, I think maybe D'Angelo Williams and David Johnson, but you, you yeah. don't you don't bench your studs, you don't overthink, and yeah, I guess you gotta you gotta give Adrian Peterson a chance to bounce back. Exactly. I mean, I've been touting AP all season long. I had randomly fell into a lot of number one picks, and I took AP in most of those leagues, and I know that he struggled last week. It's just one of those things where. I'll hate myself so much more if Adrian Peterson goes yeah. off against the Cardinals. You definitely want to make lineup yeah. decisions based on which <laughs> mistake you will hate yourself less for. Yes, absolutely. All right, we'll move on from my lineup. No one wants to hear about that. <laughs> well, that's that may be sp- specifically they don't want to hear about your lineup. But there's <laughs> there's probably some people out there that are kind of like wondering what the deal was with Adrian Peterson. You know how how other people might have felt about that uh, quandary there. All right, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff slate. We have a whole bunch on the line here, but we'll start with Bills traveling to Philadelphia. Bills are without Carlos Williams. He didn't practice Wednesday with a shoulder injury. I shouldn't say without, but they weren't without. They were without him Wednesday. Yeah. Charles Clay and Chris Hogan were limited in practice with a knee and well, knee injuries for both of them. Any concern with any of those players? Not really. I mean, Carlos Williams clearly the backup now. Lashawn McCoy against his own, his old team. You know, a little bit of chatter on uh, on TV today, you know, a little media trying to, like, stir up some p- possible trash-talking, uh, you know, the McCoy versus Chip Kelly nature. But I-, I would have to think that McCoy is going to be highly motivated against his former team. So whoever's backing him up, whether it's Carlos Williams or Anthony Dixon or even Mike Gillisley, they're not going to get much unless something happens to McCoy. So... Um, Carlos Williams, you know, had that nice little touchdown run early in the year, but not really someone I'm looking to, you know, put in, in a Week 14 lineup. Charles Clay, um, the knee, he was limited. I don't expect that to be anything uh, of note. I mean, he's had, you know, knee issues in the past that he had to work through, especially with Miami last year. So it's probably maintenance-related. He did actually pla- practice in a limited fashion, so probably nothing there. And then Chris Hogan. Had a big game a few weeks ago, but uh, not really much of a factor um, as long as Sammy Watkins is healthy and even Robert Woods. Yeah, I think McCoy is going to have a great game. Uh, and if we're talking about DFS purposes, he's willing. I'll be willing to pay up for him. I just think I really buy into the storyline that he's going to have go off. I really do. Yeah, and uh, the the Eagles, uh, you know, they 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 won last week, and we might have to talk <laughs> about that. Although we might. Oh, not we will. Have time. I'm excited. Uh, their their defense has uh, generally not been that awesome this year, so uh, I, I like I like 
I like the chances of the Bills really uh, going at it with uh, McCoy and uh, going ground heavy against the Eagles. Well, somebody that didn't get have a chance to really go at it, DeMarco Murray, uh, he was seemingly benched against the Patriots last week, and Ryan Matthews is looking like he's going to return. He was limited in practice Wednesday due to a groin, groin injury. What is happening with the Philadelphia well, running backs? You know, Philadelphia, it's just everything we thought we knew about Philadelphia at the beginning of the year. We don't know. And and uh, DeMarco Murray, eight carries, 14, I think 14 snaps. Yeah, uh, I, no, mean, I think that's right. It's portrayed by some as a uh, game flow thing, but uh, it's just he hasn't really taken off the way they hoped. I mean, they, they, they I'm sure the Eagles are psyched just to get him away from a division rival. But, uh, I mean, last week it was it was a committee situation that, that did not favor – DeMarco Murray, Matthews back in the mix. It's it's tough to just outright bench DeMarco Murray in a uh, season long league, um, but you 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 have to look at your options for sure. And then uh, Daly, I, I want to see him you know go off and have a big game and have lots of carries before I'm I'm, I'm even going to go there in Daly because you got maybe Matthews coming back. Uh, you got uh, Darren Sproles. Uh, they were they actually used him last week, and mm-hmm. then uh, Kenyon Barner, a guy that kind of came out of nowhere, at least uh, in the in the uh, the Eagles world. Uh, yeah, t- tough call. I mean, Demarco Murray. Chances are he was a first round pick or a second round pick in a lot of fantasy drafts, and uh, right now we're looking at a guy that uh, had 14 snaps uh, in Week 13, and uh, there was no injury in play. I'm staying away from that situation as far away as I possibly can. I don't believe in Murray. I like Matthews, but I don't believe in him right now either. I'm just staying away from it. Do you do you believe in Santa Claus more than Murray or uh At this point, yeah, I think so. I I was not a huge fan of Murray's to begin with, I'll be honest, but I think that the Eagles are making sending a message to what they want their team to be like in the future, and I don't know if Murray's the answer right now or in the future. I don't I just I, I'm staying away from it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that's probably a good call. Seahawks travel to Baltimore. Seahawks really have no injuries to note, uh, at least on the offensive side. We know Marshawn's already going to be out, but the Ravens have a plethora of problems along their offensive side, starting with Marlon Brown. Marlon Brown didn't practice due to a back injury. Same with Crockett Gilmore. Matt Schaub was unavailable due to a chest injury. Max Williams was limited to concussion. What's happening with the Ravens, Mike? Well, I mean, I mean you said a mouthful, and, it, and the mouthful included lots of injuries. And we're not even talking about the guys that that are done gone, for the season, yeah, know, like Steve Smith and Justin, Justin Forsett. Forsett. So, yeah, I mean, of those players, I mean, you, you'd really have to be just feeling lucky, like <laughs> to to want to start Matt Schaub or any quarterback in a Ravens uniform this week against the Seahawks defense. The Seahawks, um, they're a team that. A lot of people remember I was talking about you know targeting defenses aggressively in fantasy drafts. They they were one defense that that people were going after um, you know before the season. Things didn't quite work out um, in the earlier weeks of the of the season, but their their defense is definitely looking pretty rugged right now. And the Ravens they just have so many issues in terms of depth and Matt Schaub being the quarterback. That's a, that's a bit of a problem too. Um, yeah, that that I would just stay away from that whole offense, really, except for maybe Buck Allen, who who had a nice game in Week 13. I mean, someone's got to do something. Some, but uh, the uh, the wideout core is banged up. Um, the, the the two tight ends are hurt, and they had to 
go out and sign a couple guys yesterday to bolster their tight end depth. So really, I just stay away from that team except for Buck Allen this week. I think another game that I would stay away from. And it, that oh. is, sorry, I mean, I, no. I, I'm saying except for Buck Allen this week, but, but really that's not the greatest matchup for him either. So even though I like him and he, he had a nice game in week 13, you want to study that uh, your options there. Yeah, I think if you have better options, like we were discussing a little bit earlier, he's a person that you would maybe flip out just because Seahawks have been so great this year. And they, the Seahawks are probably, you know, the, the kind of team that could really focus on, um, you know, Buck Allen to the point where they could shut him down and, you know, say, okay, Chris Gibbons, show us what you got. <laughs> yeah. Kamar Aiken. True. 49ers travel to Cleveland. This is another one of those games I'm just staying away from fantasy purposes. Uh, Carlos Hyde, once again, did not practice foot injury, and Vance McDonald did not practice due to concussion. So we already know Hyde struggles. We already know about Sean Drawn. I know he's your favorite guy to say right now. <laughs> but how about Vance McDonald? Who should owners look for to replace the tight end if he misses any time? Well, you know, he was a guy that we were maybe suggesting last week as a random, you know, bottom-of-the-barrel replacement yeah. guy. I don't know. Um even though he didn't do anything in Week 13, maybe Zach Miller in Chicago with Martellus Bennett now on IR. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, Owen Daniels uh, could could bounce back this week because Vernon Davis is uh, has a concussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he's no longer with the 49ers, we're talking about the 49ers, but still, um, Owen Daniels maybe. Um, those are just a couple names. I mean, Richard Rodgers had the huge weeks and. Uh, I guess by now he's off the waiver wire, yeah. but uh, if, if if you're in leagues like that do fab and uh, and and that doesn't get processed till you know later today or tomorrow, he's obviously a guy that would be an option there. On the Brown side, they have a lot of injuries as well. Travis Benjamin did not practice Wednesday due to a shoulder injury. Taylor Gabriel and Andrew Hawkins, they're the concussion duo. They didn't practice Wednesday as well. And then Gary Barnridge was limited in practice due to an ankle injury. Oh, and Brian Hartline was limited due to a hip injury. That's five skilled players injured. Johnny yeah. Manziel, he's back at the starter spot. But was, who was is he going to throw to? Or was he full? But uh, either oh. way, I think Hartline is, is – that's he's probably going to play, no problem there. And suddenly he becomes, almost by default, the uh, <laughs> the, the top receiver there. And he's, he's had a couple good weeks, in fairness. And um, Travis Benjamin, he didn't practice today. Definitely not going to rule him out, but uh, – not a great sign that he that he missed practice to start the week. Uh, Gabriel and Andrew Hawkins still concussed. Don't really see any upside to bringing them back this week. Uh, they were talking about maybe shutting Hawkins down for the year uh, as, as recently as last week. So you got Hartline, you know, a, tar- a, a candidate for a decent amount of targets. Dwayne Bow, not so much. Uh, I mean, they, they brought back Terrell Pryor. I don't know if this is the week that they they unleashed the Terrell Pryor, but uh, they might as well see what they have in him. Um, I mean, at the beginning of the year, um, some people were really excited about his combination of size and athleticism and the fact that he kind of looks like Calvin Johnson in uniform, <laughs> only Calvin Johnson's Calvin Johnson. Right. Terrell Pryor is a, a guy who was, you know, transforming from quarterback to wide receiver and based on measurables there was some upside but uh you know we need to see that on the football field and not just you know him looking like calvin johnson in a browns uniform i'm really happy to have manzel back and in the starter we talked about that last week we talked about my frustrations with it so i'm happy he's there 
but I am not using him in any sort of fantasy format at this point, not with the receivers he has and everything else going around. No way. Well, I mean, I kind of agree with you, but to be a bit of a contrarian, I might say that things are so messed up there that, you know, maybe he, he might have to do what Johnny Football does and then, you know, maybe do some stuff on the ground. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think that he's a high percentage play, but uh, there is at least that possibility that, that he, uh, you know, does some damage, uh, you know, via the scrambling route. And, and Barnage, by the way, uh, he should be okay. Not quite the, you know, the fantasy darling that he was to begin the year, but he's he's stuck around and he's still an option in uh, in a lot of formats there. And that, that's that's a guy that he was found money at the beginning of the year. Moving on to the next game, Lions travel to St. Louis. Kelvin Johnson was limited in practice Wednesday with an ankle injury. Is that a maintenance thing? I would say so. It's uh, you know he uh, he got through the Packers game just fine. Um, I mean, there's. At this stage of his career, it just seems like there is going to be a lot of maintenance, resting, and um, I don't think he's got a major injury in play here. No real injury to note other than Kelvin for the Lions, but the Rams have, well, two minor ones. Lance Kendrick was limited Wednesday due to concussion symptoms, and Wes Welker was also limited to a calf injury. Those are two bit pieces for the Rams' offense, but what's their status? Their status is uh, <laughs> you're uh, you're hurting if you, uh, <laughs> if you need to consider them in your fantasy lineups. Um, I mean, Wes Welker, he hasn't really had a chance to, you know, be anything, even a fractional version of himself in that in that offense. I mean, they, the Rams have just been struggling of late. Um, I think maybe it's because their kicker's been hurt. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> yeah, that's one person uh-huh. you didn't mention. That he, uh, I think he might come back this week. But yeah, the Rams. Um, it looked like you know Gurley was just going to run roughshod over the league and. Uh, I don't think it's really his fault. Uh, no. I think it's a flow of the game, matchup thing. Over the last couple of weeks, the Rams' offense has just looked brutal. Nick Foles, quarterback. Um, I don't know. Um, I do think that maybe there's a chance that Gurley does reemerge this week. Just you know, the circumstances seem to favor him a little bit more than they they have in the last couple of weeks. There, he's too talented not to. I think in my mind, I know that their passing attack is awful, really awful. But Gurley's a Gurley's a talent, and I just don't think he can keep those guys down for long. Yeah, you look at his last couple of uh, game logs, <clears throat> and you might get a little nervous, but I- I'd be hard-pressed to bench him this week. Is Case Keenum or Nick Foles starting this week? Yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna roll with uh, Keenum again this week. Uh, you know, Not that he's the most compelling fantasy option, but uh, Foles hasn't been showing much of late, so you know perhaps that'll help uh, pick up the passing offense, maybe – bring back some semblance of of balance to the attack that would favor Gurley. Let's just hope that if he gets concussed again, they're going to actually take him out when they need to. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I think 57,000 people were looking the other <laughs> way or something when that happened. Uh, at least the refs were. And uh, uh, it just seemed like I, I can't imagine how like that everybody just missed that because it was so blatantly obvious that he was just – off in La La Land after he got that hit, and uh, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he's back. Exactly, and we talked about it a lot, so we need to go over it again. I just am still amazed that that even happened in the first place. Well, I mean, I think that kind of happened with Mac- Matt Schaub last week. He he got he got he pummeled in that game, and there was one play where he got thrown to the ground, and it it, it looked like he didn't know who the Ravens' starting quarterback <laughs> was. 
and uh and it turns out it was him and i think he threw a pick right after that but anyway uh that's that's something that's um under the microscope uh you know generally right now and then there's a a holiday movie coming out uh, called Concussion. I'm that, really excited for that. That I think it's going to spur some debate, and uh, you know, as it should. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there, there's there's the old uh, the the old you know, I saw stars and shook it off uh, mentality. I think uh, has gone by the wayside, and I'm glad because you know these guys uh, they they want to like uh, enjoy life after football, and uh, you know. Getting concussed week after week is not a, a good good path to that. I I think that movie's gonna be great, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really like Will Smith, so maybe that's also. But the issue has been covered up or was covered up for too long. Now we're finally getting some prominence and relevance to it, but um, not think, enough discussion. You think Roger Goodell is gonna like be out there the first day it comes out to check it out, or what? I think he's gonna he has a private screening already. Probably <laughs> for, for, for the movie, and itself, he'll be yeah. coached on damage control, yeah, and what to say because he's going to have to respond to that. Because uh, you know, I, I assume that it's going to portray his regime in the in the possibly less than favorable light. Kind of, you know. Um, well, I think the topic got some traction from mainstream audiences uh, maybe two or three years ago, but for people that really didn't follow football or didn't care too much. Seeing a movie like this and the reaction and the reviews, that's going to definitely stir up some debate. And he's, it's silly that you're going to have to have damage control 10 years after the fact or whatever, but this is going to be something that is a challenge for the NFL, I think, to, to spin positively, although they've taken steps to do that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully some good will come out of it in, in the sense that uh, protocols are, are, are more thorough and efficient and uh, correctly executed. Yeah. All right, moving on. Titans travel to the New York Jets. What a fun game. Uh, Titans, <laughs> Kendall Wright did not practice Wednesday due to a rib injury, and Anthony Fasano was limited to a shoulder injury. What's going on with those guys? Well, Anthony Fasano, I think as we discussed last week, it's not really that important uh, what his status is as long as Delaney Walker is healthy, and he currently is. Kendall Wright, uh even though Marcus Mariota is having a good, you know, little run here, um, he has just not done much over the last few weeks. So his status as the uh, the number one Titans wideout, the the guy who's a reliable target guy in that offense, um, it's a little bit um, a little bit iffy right now. You know, he just had the three catches for 28 yards last week, and he just over the last three weeks hasn't done much. So Kendall Wright, not really. Uh, yeah, I think he's probably gonna tough it out but uh not really mr right in fantasy lineups this week you know when i saw the score go across the ticker while we we're sitting watching the game sunday i just had to laugh because the first really big prediction i made in this uh the podcast was kirk cousins but after that i said that the titans receivers either harry douglas or doriel green beckham they were going to go off in that jacksonville thursday night matchup and that was that was a uh, fluke 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 that was a fluke and now that, I mean, Doriel had five catches for 119 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he was terrific last week. So I just had a laugh. At That's how that works sometimes, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, the, he's the young guy, the, uh, the, 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 the big target guy. And um, obviously, at least uh, recently, he, does, he has uh, developed some chemistry with uh, his quarterback, and that's, and that's pretty important. Jets really didn't have many injuries to note, so we'll move on from there. 
Steelers travel to Cincinnati. A lot of blah games before, but this game is going to be one heck of a matchup. And both teams are going to go in relatively healthy. Steelers are going to miss potentially a pair of tight ends. Heath Miller and Matt Spath did not practice. Heath with a rib injury and Matt with a knee injury. What's happening with those guys? Well, Matt Spath is kind of a blocking guy anyway, so not really of fantasy concern. Heath Miller was inactive in Week 13. Um, you know, still not ready to go yet and still looking pretty iffy. Um, Jesse James, big rookie tight end, um, had uh, three catches for 30 yards last week. Uh, you know, he's got the size and uh, in that offense, you know, he, he's a guy. When you were asking me about the Vance McDonald replacement yeah. strategy, if uh, Heath Miller ends up, uh, you know, looking doubtful towards the end of the week and the, uh, there's slim pickings on the waiver wire, um, maybe Jesse James. I mean, that the Steelers offense, um, it's, it's, it's rolling now, you yeah. know, even without Le'Veon Bell, Roethlisberger. As long as he can stay healthy and he managed to not get hurt in week 13, um, you know, it's, components of that, that offense are, are worth, are worth a, a gamble. I mean, even Marcus Wheaton has shown signs of life uh, the last couple of weeks uh, after, you know, been kind of, being kind of a bust uh, early on there. The Bengals have Tyler Eifert. He was limited in practice Wednesday. Yeah, no love injury. for the tight ends. You're, like, saying that they don't have important injuries, and then well, they're top tight end. Tyler Eifert, like, well, leads, I figured, leads the league in receiving touchdowns. Come I on. just wanted you to extrapolate on that more. That's why we have it down here. All right. <laughs> yeah, Playing so, devil's advocate for the tight ends. But, yeah, Tyler, Tyler Eifert um, had that stinger, missed, missed week 13, but uh, limited in practice today. Um, I think it's kind of a he'll give it a go as long as he doesn't suffer any setbacks this week. But uh, still 50-50-ish, but leaning – towards the, uh, the the positive uh, result there by the end of the week. But it, it could end up turning into some kind of game-time decision. You know, he goes into the game listed as questionable. But obviously if he is in the lineup and uh, not expected to be limited, then you get him back in there. Who plays if Eifert's out, though? That doesn't even really matter. Okay. Uh, Tyler Croft, Mario Alford, C.J. Ozuma, they didn't really do much, um, you know, in his absence in Week 13. I'm not saying that none of them couldn't, but I, I really don't have a good feel for, like, you know, in the un- unlikely event that Eifert sits out again, I'm I'm not going to throw that. Uh, that's, that's just too rock, paper, scissors uh, lineup decision there. Okay. Uh, moving on to the Colts and Jaguars. Colts travel to Jacksonville. Andrew Luck still not practicing. However, it seems like he's just a week or two away. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, I mean, um, the owner, Jim Mersey, was saying that um, he was sort of targeting, um, or Luck was sort of, sort of targeting a week 15 return, week 16 at the latest. So, I mean, Matt Hasselbeck, health permitting, and uh, that's probably the next uh, point that you were planning on addressing. I'll, yeah. just, I'll just go jump right Stealing ahead. Stealing my thunder. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he practiced fully today, uh, got, got knocked around in week 13, but it looks like he's going to be fine. Uh, this could be his last start um, if uh, Andrew Luck can, you know, ramp up the participation in the next week or so. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if, as long as Hasselbeck comes out of this game relatively healthy, they might they might just play it safe there and and, and hold out Luck till week 16. But uh, it's possible that I mean he's going to like go from definite out to questionable category next week. Andrew Luck, that is. So that's. 
that's great news for the Colts. Um, and, uh, you know, it's good that uh, Matt Hasselbeck uh, is going to be able to play this week because otherwise they would have turned to Charlie Whitehurst. Um, <laughs> oh, clipboard Jesus. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, the Colts, uh, they, they didn't, they didn't want to go there, obviously. Obviously. Just some minor injuries on both sides. Griff Whalen did not practice, but Phil Dorsett was able to practice fully with an ankle injury. And Brian Walters for the Jaguars did not practice Wednesday with the back injury. Yeah, we already addressed Alan Hearns uh, adequately there. Yep. Uh, Philip Dorsett um, has been out since, I think, week seven. Uh, talented, you know, young rookie there. But uh, right now with um, T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, and even uh, Andre Johnson kind of there blocking him. Um, definitely a, a roll of the dice this week. Uh, I mean, I, I could see Andre Johnson maybe <laughs> getting uh, – passed by by uh dorsett but uh you know i'm not i'm not going to put dorsett in lineups until i actually see it happen but uh i was at i mean i had andre johnson in a couple spots and i finally gave up on him <laughs> he did have at least one good week for me but i i was asking peter shanky um he's president of rotowire but also a colts guy and uh he just said johnson can't get open so it's not uh a game plan thing it's not the quarterback's fault he's in in his in his uh, opinion, Johnson just can't op- get open at this stage of his career. Too bad. Um, Johnson's had a great run. I don't know. Who who knows? Maybe Johnson will be listening to this podcast and and uh, he's going to send some angry Colts swag your way. Yeah, and get out there and uh, have a big week. But uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, transitioning now, Chargers travel to Kansas City. Chargers uh, have Dontrell Inman. He was carred off last week against the Broncos, and he didn't practice Wednesday. Neither did Stevie Johnson, who was hampered by a groin injury Wednesday. However, the biggest Charger news probably revolves around Phillip Rivers. He was limited in practice Wednesday due to a foot injury. So what's the status of those guys? Okay, well, Phillip Rivers pretty much already said that he plans to play, and based on his track record, I believe he's started 156 (laughs) consecutive games. I think he'll be fine. I think the bigger issue for him is going to be who he is able to throw the ball to, as you alluded to there. Uh, Antonio Gates, the tight end, is his health is intact at this stage. He had a bit of a run earlier in the year where he was pretty banged up. Uh, same with Ladarius Green. But now, um, with Keenan Allen out uh, and and Malcolm Floyd, you know, working through a tough shoulder injury, it's a little problematic that Stevie Johnson and, and Dontrell Inman are both banged up and uh, missing practice Wednesday. They to the point where they uh, they signed they they brought back Vincent Brown. A, oh you know, yeah, yeah, he was on their team for, before. Yeah, former draft pick of theirs, um, and they were like rhapsodizing about how how great he looked in practice today. So oh sure, yeah, uh, I, he does have a familiarity with Philip Rivers. So if if they're really in a pinch, that is a guy that they could, you know, just say hey, go go long. Um, I'm not saying start him or anything like that, but the fact that they brought him in suggests that one or both of the uh, Johnson-Inman combo is, you know, iffy at best this week. So that's that's a little rough for Rivers, a little rough for the Chargers' offense as a whole. So uh, definitely w- worth keeping an eye on. At least Antonio Gates is, is a reliable target for uh, Phillip Rivers and Danny Woodhead out of the backfield maybe. Kansas City appears to be relatively, heading, uh, re- relatively healthy heading into the AFC West Divisional matchup. Redskins travel to Chicago. Chris Thompson did not practice with a shoulder injury, and Derek Carrier was limited with an ankle injury. 
More importantly, though, what the heck is going on with the Redskins running backs? Is I don't know a, an, an appropriate answer. Yes, absolutely, at this point. Well, I mean, uh, Matt Jones kind of uh, got the bulk of the carries uh, last time around, but it's been going back and forth, and it really is just kind of a game plan, game flow dependent thing, and uh, it's it's one of those things that you feel could go one way or the other on a week-to-week basis, and that's just not how you want to typically roll in your fantasy playoffs. You know, like, oh, I have a bunch that this is the week <laughs> that, uh, I mean, I believe Alfred Morris did have a, a pretty good week uh, not too long ago, but in week 13, 6 for 12, and Matt Jones had the 18 carries. So that's a tough one. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins, your your quarterback, is, uh, is you know, Still, still kicking, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the the team's running game has uh, been tough to rely on. I mean, Deshaun Jackson had a good week in Week 13, which is good you for know, fantasy he, wise. Maybe not real life though. Well, yeah, I guess, <laughs> but like he, it seems like he's healthy at least, and and may make some sort of impact down the down the stretch run there. Yeah, I'm not trusting Kirk Cousins at this point anymore. We're just we're hands off there. We're going to go with other quarterback options, kind of like what you discussed in previous weeks. We're down to the final six or final eight teams in playoffs, however your format is. We're only having the eight best quarterbacks, and Kirk Cousins is not one of them. Yeah, and I think there is a lot of leagues, uh, to be fair, that that week 14 is the final week of the regular season. So in a sense, it's just as important as the playoffs. So the playoff mentality, either way, you're either fighting for a playoff spot or you're, you're already in that. On the Bears' side, um, Marquise Wilson did not practice Wednesday. He was hampered by a foot injury. And then receiver Eddie Royal and tight end Zach Miller were limited due to knee and rib injuries, respectively. We discussed Zach Miller before because Martellus Bennett was placed on injured reserve. What's happening with the Bears' offense? Well, I mean, that's a pretty broad question there, but, uh, you know. <laughs> no, it's uh, not. <laughs> I mean, Matt Forte came back in, uh, in Week 13 to sort of sort of reclaim the, the top spot in the backfield, so that's that's important to note. He's obviously fully healthy by now. Um, I mean, Jeremy Langford is going to see some carries, uh, but based on uh, the patterns of usage in, uh, in Week 13, I think that uh, Forte is probably going to, you know, shoulder the bulk of uh, the majority of the carries there, and he's good uh, good at catching passes out of the backfield, so he's back in my, like, you know, lineup radar there. Um, I mean, the the one thing that, I, that I'm looking at here is Martellus Bennett – um, you know, on IR now. Zach Miller didn't really do anything in uh, week 13, but he, he did have a couple of weeks uh, prior Previously, to that yeah. where he uh, showed some signs of life and he he had some years uh, earlier in his career. So Zach Miller, that, that's another tight end guy that you can, uh, you know, <laughs> the Vance McDonald replacement committee. But uh, no, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if uh, the injuries the Bears have at wideout coupled with Martellus Bennett's injury Turn Zach Miller into a viable fantasy tight end down the stretch, and I, I, I think it, I think he might just, you know, provide that. I'd be curious to see what uh, the numbers are for the Redskins on tight ends. I, I don't have it in front of me right now. I probably could, but I'll just choose not to bore the listeners with that. But I think Zach Miller could be a very good play in case you had Rob Gronkowski that might miss too. Yeah, just just any any one of those like tight ends. You know, if Eifert doesn't play, which I still think he does probably, or. Keith Miller and you're you're looking around and Jesse James is con- is, is claimed on waivers, but uh, I do think that Zach Miller has a, a path to like four weeks of starting in tight end in, in, in an offense that has 
led to some su- success uh, at that position, you know, uh, yeah. prior to his injury. Moving on, the Falcons traveled to Carolina. Julio Jones was limited at practice Wednesday with a knee injury. However, it seems kind of maintenance-related. Is that correct? I would say so. They're just, uh, they, they have to manage him. I mean, the Falcons, they, uh, they need to keep Julio healthy uh, to, you know, bounce back from whatever has been ailing in them of late. I mean, they, they, they got off to that hot start now, uh, and now, uh, you know, they're, they're clawing for uh, playoff seating. I mean, that's a great time to bring up a second Twitter question I had. This one comes from Devin, who asks, how do you feel about Julio when he plays against Josh Norman? Julio has been pretty quiet for his standards, recording five catches for 56 yards against the Vikings in Week 12 and eight catches for 93 yards against the Bucks last week. So, Mike, what are you thinking about Julio's chances this week? Well, I mean, in, in, historically, uh, Norman has uh, had some success against Julio. Uh, but, I mean, Julio Jones is going to get his share of targets no matter what. I think he had 17 targets in Week 13. Uh, it may, they may roll uh, some some plays the other way uh, because of Norman, but uh, I, I think he'll he'll be fine. But um, that's more speaking from a a, a year long lineup perspective. Uh, in uh, daily formats, given how high Julio is priced, uh, I would I would pause to uh, spend that money and maybe like go for someone who has a better matchup. Just a few other notes for the Falcons. Devin Hester with a toe injury and Jacob Tammy with a shoulder injury were limited in practice. Do you see either of those guys missing time? Well, I mean, uh, Hester's a bit player anyway, not really, regardless of his status. Yeah. Uh, it's not. Tammy has actually been kind of a surprisingly uh, important part of that offense. Still kind of a lower-end lower, lower end tight end. Uh, I would imagine he'll play, but, uh, I mean, maybe if uh, – they completely blanket Julio, which I just said that I didn't think they would. <laughs> uh, I do think that maybe Tammy and maybe Roddy White will uh, maybe get get a couple extra catches here or there or looks here or there. So there's that. Another NFC South matchup. The New Orleans Saints travel to Tampa Bay. Just two injuries to note, one for each side. Willie Sneed was limited in practice Wednesday due to calf injury, and Vincent Jackson was limited at practice due to a knee injury. What's going on with both those guys? Well, Willie Sneed, uh, he was out last week. Uh, but before that, he had kind of like, um, you know, his production had tapered off a little bit. So not really someone that you want to, like, throw back into the lineup uh, in fantasy uh, formats until he's done something. So even though he has a chance to play this week, I'd probably stay away. Vincent Jackson, um, I'm not sensing anything ominous there. I, th- I think that's what I said about Tyler Eifert last week. <laughs> but uh, that was based on, um, you know, early reports off their website. And sometimes the the, the team website may uh, may be prone to the, the positive spin there. But, sure. yeah, Vincent Jackson, um, you know, keep an eye on it. But he should be okay. Time again. Fantasy football just got a whole lot more interesting. Week 14, DraftKings will host yet another million do- millionaire maker event with $1.2 million going to first place. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code ROTOWIRE to play free with your first deposit on DraftKings. That's, pro- that's promo code ROTOWIRE for a free entry now with your first deposit at DraftKings.com. This isn't fancy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Well, I'm not going to re-welcome to the big time because I did that the last few podcasts, and now it's a well-known fact that that you're in the big time, Joe. So, 
take it on to the second slate of games. Uh, started with the uh, it the uh, the Raiders and the and the Broncos. Oh yeah, how did you know that was going to happen? It's tel- telepathically. Telepathically, yeah. Also, we have a synopsis of. Uh, <laughs> Of, of our uh, of our game plan here. That's right. Just two games in the second half of the ga- uh, second slate of the games. 4:25 Eastern Time kickoff. Raiders will travel travel to Denver. Wow, I'm having a tough time talking right now. Power through, Joe. Power through. Taiwan Jones did not this practice is the big Wednesday. Time after all, yeah. After the big time, I was so jacked for that, and then yeah, I just didn't get the big time. Yeah, it's fine. Taiwan Jones didn't practice Wednesday uh, for the Raiders. He's more of a returner, running back. I'm yeah, not sure. You know, you know kind of. I think they still list him as number two on the depth chart, but that doesn't really mean a whole lot right now. Exactly. And the Broncos, Vernon Davis, which you alluded to earlier, missed practice due to concussion. Andre Caldwell and then uh, Benny Fowler limited in practice Wednesday. Those seem to be maintenance-related for those well, receivers. You know, I, I'm not really worried about Andre Caldwell, Benny Fowler. I mean, Caldwell, um, I, I do recall seeing a highlight of him making a trip to the end zone recently, but... But as long as Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are in the lineup, uh, he's really kind of a, a, a you know depth guy, role player. Vernon Davis, you know, he's got the name recognition. Um, you would think that he has some upside in that offense. Uh, hasn't really gone off. Uh, had one week where he, he was relatively useful, but I think more um, if he's unable to go this week because of the concussion, that that helps um, Owen Daniels. If Davis is able to play, they kind of it's offsetting tight end penalties there. It's a little tough to play either one of them, um, so that's definitely worth keeping an eye on. And and we already talked about the running backs. Um, yeah, well, that's definitely going to be one of the the things that you want to you want to follow through the uh, the end of the week on RotoWire here. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. The other half of that second late afternoon matchup, the Cowboys travel to Green Bay. Cowboys, no real injuries to note, and Packers, not really either. Ty Montgomery is limited in practice Wednesday with the ongoing ankle problems. So I'll throw this to you now, listeners. I can guarantee two things are going to happen. Devontae Adams is going to drop a bunch of passes? No. Well, that's a given. That's not, I mean, I don't have to guarantee that anymore. It's just going to happen. No. Randall Cobb, who's my favorite player and who I have in my starting lineup in that favorite fantasy league, uh, will play terrible. And Des Bryant, who I'm sitting in place of Cobb, will be terrific. I can guarantee those things okay. will happen because I'm going to the game. That's <laughs> hey, uh, uh, that's some kind of logic, I guess. Uh, <laughs> is that the kind of logic that uh, our users can like, like um, they can you know, bank on? They that. can bank on. They can All bank right. on that. That's been a, a well-proven history. All right. So me. if you take Joe's advice there, his like rock solid. Uh, no, locks, yeah. <laughs> no holds barred locks of of, of that game, and uh, things pan out for you. I think that's probably a good a chance to like you know get, do the swag thing there for Joe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who's um, Packers fan and he's uh, L size. Yeah. Um, well, so we discussed Ty Montgomery. I think now is probably a good time. We have a little bit of time left on the podcast. We can just talk about that Thursday night game um, against the Lions. I know we don't have in the sheets. Fine. <laughs> oh, didn't didn't we already like? Uh, no, I wanted to go play by play through that whole sequence. Okay, probably like you want to start from the beginning of the game. Once no, I want to fast forward in the, in the I first want to fast quarter. To the fourth quarter, I was so angry for the first three quarters up until that very end. I'm like, okay, we're making a little bit of comeback, and we couldn't stop them. There's not enough spotted cow in the world to make you feel better I, when well, you're behind. Yeah, twenty to was... nothing, and, and and was it twenty to nothing? 
Um, no, I think we scored some points at some Okay, point. <laughs> no, never mind there. But anyway, it was not looking good. And, you know, they, they were already kind of on a, on a bit of a down roll there. And, yeah. Prior to that face mask penalty, we both, we both think it wasn't a face mask, but prior to that, there was a pass to Aberdeiris down the right side of the field. Total interference call. That was an absolute interference call. I'm not sure if you remember it all, but in my mind, that was a blatant interference, and it wasn't called. And it was called previous in the game. So I thought that that kind of made up for the face mask that shouldn't have been called. Yeah, you can you can go into that, like, karmic uh, <laughs> was. payback thing there. But, uh, no, I like I said, I, I, I enjoyed the game from just a, you know, excitement standpoint. Uh, it was a big win for the Packers. Huge lift for, you know, the, the confidence of that team. Um, there were some different, definite weird things happening in that game, you know, like Eddie Lacy kind of benched more or less, uh, I guess due to some sort of curfew violation. Um, he was but, out partying. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, the thing, but the thing is, is he had, he'd had a great week the week before, and everything seemed to be heading in the right direction there, and then, you know, he didn't really do anything in that game. Now, uh, Coach McCarthy is saying that Lacey looks great in practice this week. Packers are coming off a big win. I think the momentum has changed um, for the Packers, and that's that's good news for them because they they still have a job to do, and that's win. You know, ideally three, but as long as they take two out of three, and I mean, I was like looking at the schedules there uh, for both the Vikings and the Packers. It wouldn't surprise me if it comes down to a winner take all. For the division in week 17 so that'll that'll be cool i'm excited that'll for be that. cold yeah <laughs> cool and cool i see what you did there yeah, yeah i mean that's yeah unless they like hurriedly build a dome <laughs> over over you know yeah in minnesota well in green bay too yeah. yeah uh you talked about momentum one team that's having momentum in the opposite direction of the packers is the patriots they travel to houston for a sunday night matchup Texans really don't have many injuries to worry about, but the Patriots, on the other hand, do. Danny Amendola was limited in practice Wednesday with a knee injury. He still had a big impact last week despite the loss, and the same thing goes with Scott Chandler. So what's the status of both those guys heading into Sunday night? Well, I mean, I, I think really the, the, the main injury to talk about here is, is Gronkowski. We already touched on that before. My feeling is that he's probably not going to play this week. And, and in terms of Amendola and Scott Chandler, Chandler's a guy that's had knee problems in the past. Just kind of the nagging kind, not uh, – so I, I just think that – I mean, he ended up uh, added to the injury report uh, last Friday, was able to play through it. Uh, didn't go off by any means, but definitely was a you know, reasonably large part of the Patriots' passing offense. Danny, Danny and Amendola, you know, with uh, Julian Edelman out. And, uh, man, the, uh, the secondary receivers there with uh, Brandon LaFell not quite fully back into form – He's really got to lead the way there, so I think he's he's going to be fine, and he's become a pretty important player for them right now, at least until Edelman comes back. Because if Amendola goes down, man, it's a, it's looking a little scary there. Because as much as I like Brandon LaFell, he's uh, he doesn't have his hands back yet. You know, like he uh, he he was you know on the pup list to start the year, and it's uh, you know he's been kind of hit or miss, and uh, they've had some other injuries at wideout, you know, guys that maybe could have helped out, like Aaron Dobson, not around anymore. So maybe Keyshawn Martin, um, you know, 
he, he showed some signs of life in week 13. Um, that, that, that could be a, a deep dart, uh, you know, especially in, uh, in uh, season-long leagues. It sounds like you want to have a venting session about the Patriots. Not Is really. That, no? You don't want to even talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, when, they, when they lost that game to drop them to 10-1, and one, um, there was lots of things that a Patriots fan could be, you know, frustrated about, uh, starting with the loss and some of the refereeing and stuff like that. But I felt like, well, you know, the fact that Gronk um, avoided a major injury when it looked very much like he was going to probably be out for the year based on his initial reaction, um, I, I, I've, I've tried to adopt the uh, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> relax Just attitude. Just relax, yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> that said, I think the Patriots really do want to uh, do everything in their power to uh, gain a first-round buy. I think that all of their Super Bowls, that they won all seventy-five million of them, or <laughs> however many they were won. done by cheating. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I see. I see where you want to go. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, they still they still have their Lombardi trophies in the lobby there. So you know, but anyway, but I was going to say that uh, I believe that all four of those Super Bowls um, were won in years that they did have a first round buy. So not that that necessarily guarantees uh, great success or whatever. But, you know, those first-round buys, um, you know, a lot of the time gives teams like the Patriots with some injuries, some important healing time. You know, you guys guys like Edelman, um, you know, that that falls right around the time where, you know, he might be expected to come back and an extra week off could certainly help him out there. And, you know, Tom Brady, he's not on the injury report. Um, I, I guess he's... Maybe he's been on it. Uh, I don't remember if he has this year. I don't think he has. They either. used to, they used to throw him on on a regular basis with this non-existent right shoulder injury. <laughs> I think last year or the year before, uh, but there, he did look a little dinged up uh, in week thirteen. He's taken some hits. That line's got some issues at times. So you know that that buy is definitely worth fighting for. I think the only team that really obviously may not have anything to play for in week 17 unless they're going for a for a 16 and 0 record is the Panthers. So that's that's going to I mean if the Panthers are able to get to 15 and 0, it's going to be it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. how people uh assess that situation. Is it worth, you know, maybe losing Cam Newton to a an, an injury, you know, in a in a game where like yeah they could they could go sixteen and zero but they also could um, you know rest their starters because there's nothing on the line that's going to be interesting and and that not only uh, will the 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 guys on the Dolphins that watch it every year and do their thing the you champagne know, yeah um, you know fantasy owners too it's it's a it's a very big deal in season long leagues and that's why I, I highly discourage. Week seventeen uh, championship games in uh, in season long leagues because there's a lot of randomness there in in week seventeen and we're getting to that point where we have to start thinking about that. What are teams playing for in, in week sixteen and week seventeen? That's true. I guess I didn't even think about that. I have Cam Newton on one of my family leagues and he's been a big part of my success. I didn't even think about the ramifications I could have. Well, I mean, I do have. Uh, most of my leagues uh, do conclude by week 16, but uh, two of them um, are points-based and include week 17. So that is actually 
an interesting week because uh, if you're paying attention to uh, which starters may get benched, you, you you might be able to pick up Fozzie Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, I know I keep on saying that name, but like uh, you know, it reminds me of a couple of years ago when um, the Chiefs had everything clinched, and um, Jamal Charles uh, was I was pretty sure that they they weren't going to play him. Picked up Niall Davis, he went off, won some money in daily, helped me out in my season long league. So just being aware of those situations, and uh, maybe snagging a, a backup, um, you know, in that context is uh, it's worth uh, doing the research. Well, or just I, reading Rotowire, or just going yeah, to Rotowire. Just, we'll tell you exactly. There you go. That's really it for us. Uh, the Giants and Dolphins had the Monday night matchup. Dolphins need to watch out for Rashard Matthews if you are a Devonte Parker owner. Uh, he's been going off with Rashard Matthews out, and I don't know if you've had any news on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna have to wait till tomorrow uh, to get a feel on Matthews. Um, I don't know if Parker's necessarily been going off, but he's gone from like doing nothing to actually finally having a chance to uh, be part of that offense, and that's what they drafted him for. And, um, yeah, I mean, Brashard Matthews, prior to his injury, was, you know, very helpful to fantasy owners and the Dolphins. So definitely worth keeping an eye out for. And um, Devontae Parker is probably worth playing this week if Matthews can't go. But uh, if Matthews comes back, I don't know, Jarvis Landry comes back and uh, does a little bit better than he did in Week 13 probably, and order is restored. Mike, do you want to say anything to the listeners before I do my little spiel? Uh, no, let's go straight to the little spiel, but it, like, make it a good one because this is the big time. <laughs> I'll try. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code Rotowire when you make your first deposit for a free contest entry today. Also, check out Rotowire free for ten days by going to Rotowire.com/pod. All right, thanks, Joe, and uh, to all our listeners out there, good luck with all your teams, uh, real and fake. Yeah, and make sure you tweet us uh, if you have any questions for next week at JBF Fantasy Sports. Thanks, listeners, and we'll see you next week. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.